This podcast is sponsored by Ramp. Are you the decision maker in your company? Consider this. For the first time in decades, there's a better option for a corporate card and spend management platform. Meet Ramp, the only corporate card and spend management system designed to help you spend less money so you can make more. Most corporate credit cards offer points as incentives, but those points amount to less than their worth in real cash value. Ramp's business cards offer you cash back, real money in your pocket. Plus, you control who spends what with each vendor. And Ramp's software collects and verifies receipts automatically, which means you'll stop wasteful spending and close your books in hours instead of days. Businesses that use Ramp add up to 5% to their bottom line the first year. If you're a decision maker, adding Ramp could be one of the best decisions you've ever made. And now get $250 when you join Ramp for free. Just go to ramp.com slash easy. Ramp.com slash easy. R-A-M-P dot com slash easy. Currents issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Carla Marie. This is my Side Hustlers podcast where I talk to people following their passion outside of their day job or people who have turned their side hustle into a full-time hustle. This week, we're going to talk to Kelly. She's the creator of online clothing shop Rollick. Kelly created Rollick not only because she loved the fashion industry, but because she was rejected from it so many times. This is a story of how you can take a bunch of no's and turn them into your own giant yes. For a lot of people, you know, why are you waiting? You know what you want to do. This is something you want to do. Get off your butt and do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Do it. I'm a hustler, side, side hustler. Side Hustlers Podcast with Carla Marie. So yes, Kelly is in here today. She is in studio because you are local. You are local to Seattle. Are you born and raised here? I am actually. Yeah. So so you hate people like me <laughs> who aren't. No, I love it. It's I mean it's made traffic a lot worse. That's for sure. But um, yeah, no, I enjoy the diversity Seattle's gotten over the last like ten years or something. It's crazy how much it's changed. So Kelly, you and I kind of connected in a weird way. I had Kayla from Seatown Suites on my podcast last year, and 
she was like, I need to email you about my friend. And this is how my mind works. It's scatterbrained beyond belief. She was like, you got to check out this girl. She's amazing. Shoprolic.com. I was like, cool. I read it. I don't even think I clicked the link. <laughs> then you commented on what post of mine? Well, so it was actually my friend, another friend, Tagged Ashley. Yeah. yeah. She was oh, like, about- Carla Marie, you should check out this girl in her shop. And it, it was, she tagged my shop. Yeah. yeah. And I, and I'm, we started messaging each other. And I was like, have we met? Why do I know the name <laughs> of your brand? And you're like, well... And then I think Kayla commented was like, she's the one I told you about. And yeah. Like, oh. Yeah. Because I, you know, I went, started going through all your podcasts and I saw that Kayla had been on That's here. That's what and it I was. was. like, oh yes. my gosh, what a small world. And so, yeah, it, she was a sorority sister of mine in college. And we still, because she has her business that she does all these cookies and amazing sweets and things. We've actually been able to do a lot of events together. Cool. Because another fun fact about me is that I just obsess over cookies. I was going to say, you love cookies? I was going to joke about yeah, that, but yeah, yeah. I mean, who so, doesn't? I mean, any event I have, I want to have cookies at, and Kayla's just happened to be the best ever. So, yeah, that's how, how we know each other. I know. I, I mean, love the like how people are connected and how you kind of like came into my side hustle world twice, and I was like, okay, I got to get her on the podcast because it's oh, meant to be. I, I feel very grateful for good friends and, and yeah, that... That you saw the tag. <laughs> so your side hustle is an online, do you say clothing store, clothing boutique? How do you describe Rollick? Yeah, I, I usually describe it as an online shop. Uh, for some reason, the word boutique just kind of connotates it's this fancy. like, yeah, this kind of like fluffy, fr- frilly okay, thing. So, so you like saying shop. Yeah, I do. I, when people don't really get it, then I kind of, I'm like, okay, it's kind of like an online boutique. If they don't get what yeah. a shop is, then maybe they shouldn't <laughs> be there. Exactly. True. So it's shoprollick.com, R-O-L-L-I-C-K, if you want to check it out at any point during this interview we will have a discount code for you at the end which is awesome thank you for that kelly (laughs) so your day job is what what do you do let's talk about that and then we're going to work our way into why you started all of this yeah totally so yeah my nine to five five days a week i work for an amazon third-party seller so i mean obviously in seattle amazon is a big deal (laughs) everybody works there there, (laughs) Um, but my company it's actually not i don't work for amazon i work for um, a small company and we basically private label our own products and sell them on amazon so primarily we do toys and like hobby drones and sometimes other random things. But yeah, I'm a product manager for them. I started off as a buyer. They kind of been adding on to my role constantly over the last year. So they've uh, kind of generalized it a little bit into product manager. But yeah, so I'm doing everything from communicating with factories overseas to find products and factories to source things from, working with our design team to come up with like branding and packaging designs and concepts and logos and everything for the products, you know, working with logistics and bringing them in working on our listings, getting them up online on Amazon, and then, you know, tracking reviews. And Sounds like what's... a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's a full-time job. It is, yeah. How do you have time to run your own <laughs> clothing store? Because time management for a lot of people is almost impossible to tackle. And if you want to start a side hustle and you've got a full-time job, it's almost like you really need to lay out a game plan. So do you have like a, a schedule or do you just get home and just do whatever's there? Yeah. I, I mean, it's definitely been a lot of trial and error over the last couple of years. <laughs> I've been doing Rollick on the side for about two and a half years now. But yeah, it's been a learning process. I would say I, I'm really good at kind of planning out my goals for like the month or something okay. and then trying to break it up into smaller bite-sized things. So as far as actually generating new kinds of concepts and stuff, that's how I do that. And yeah, I have a very specific to-do list. Um, like every day I try to make sure I'm like tackling those to-dos. Then I also 
you know, have to do the more tedious stuff like packaging orders and doing social so you, media. And you do that yourself. You I do. ship everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my goal to eventually, you know, outsource that obviously. But so no one else works for you? Not for me. No. I've uh, I've hired a photographer, so she does all my photography. I was starting off I actually did that also and just and, you know, going through photos yeah. and editing and all that was just like, and I didn't really know what I was doing also. So that <laughs> I was <laughs> so like, that. maybe I'll outsource this first. So yeah, she's great. And then I have kind of off and on hired somebody to help out with social media, but the, the ROI just hasn't really been there for me so far. It's just been an area of struggle for me. And, so, and I kind of missed doing it. You yeah, know, it way. is kind of fun yeah. to post on Instagram, especially when it's like your brand and you're curating yeah. it. And at some point that is something you can hand off, but it's also like one of the harder things to hand off because you want to make sure your words, it's your brand, you're putting it out there exactly properly. And I'm assuming that's a way for a lot of people to find you. Is that where a lot of traffic comes from? Yeah. So I would, I mean, Instagram has been like yeah. a double-edged sword for me. It's been really hard. I feel like I joined right at the wrong time when all the algorithms changed and it's just become Listen, increasingly it's been a, a cry <laughs> in almost every episode. Yeah. Everyone talks about the struggle and I'm like, we're beating ourselves up over nothing because yeah. we can't we can't crack this code. Exactly. There is no code to crack. It yeah. really is random or whatever Instagram wants <laughs> and there's nothing we can fix. So yeah. you're beating yourself up over something that when you should be putting your energy almost somewhere else sometimes. But if they're not finding you through Instagram, like where does the most of the traffic come in from? Yeah. So I've kind of created what I, I hate the term, but it's a, you know, big marketing term, a sales funnel. Um, so it's sales funnel. <laughs> Teach us. <laughs> we don't know. Oh, I sound like all the gurus that I hate so much. <laughs> but basically it's like, if you haven't heard of me before, like obviously word of mouth is the very, very best kind of marketing there of ever course. is. But you got to reach beyond that. I try to reach people through Facebook ads. It's usually kind of like the first level of like introducing myself to somebody. So it's, you know, you pay a certain amount and you can get out there and target people really specifically. And so that's been kind of my like initial meeting point. So and those Facebook ads. Yeah. So those don't really convert into sales that well though for me. So it's mostly about getting those people to click through Come to my site, be like, okay, this is what they're about. They have some cute stuff, and maybe I'll come back. But people forget about you in like 2.5 seconds. Yeah, and it's yeah. not some. It's just our brains. It's not. No matter what your product is, there's something else that just caught my eye yeah. a second later, and uh, it's yeah. it's tough to grab that person's attention. But if someone posts on Instagram, a random person or my sister, and I'm like, where'd you get that shirt? That's so cute, and she tells me, mm-hmm. it's gonna stick with me. So absolutely. word of mouth at the end of the day really is the best advertising. It is. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, referrals that we offer like a, a discount code for referrals. That's just like the biggest. That's the cool. positive way. But and, and also like when people come to my site, I have like you know, pop-ups in place and basically trying to get them on my email list because that is something that converts actually really well. And I can kind of have like a series of emails that like kind of an introductory thing and like help people get to know what this brand is actually all about versus like, bye, 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 sell, sell, sell. You know, it's kind of more of a warming up process. For yeah. This newsletter customer. and email is something we've been learning episode to episode <laughs> yeah. of you own that. So mm-hmm. you, Kelly, have all of these email addresses or these home addresses, whatever you have. If you have all these Instagram followers, it doesn't matter because Instagram owns them. And tomorrow when Instagram shuts the lights off, you have nothing. So the newsletter route is where people need to start putting their energy because you have those names and you can get to their inbox. And they may not check it that day because I can see it when I have to send out a newsletter for our show. I'll see the opens like two weeks later. (laughs) Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, it is. And yeah, and they can like show you like what how many sales were attributed to that campaign and 
you know, it'll be a month later and like they'll that will be have kind of their like first point of contact with you or obviously they sign up for the list right. at some point. But yeah, it's a really great way to connect to people. And even if they're not opening every email, you know, they're still seeing your name come up like once. I, and I only send like once a week, once every couple Good. of weeks. You're usually not I'm not trying to You're spam You're not anybody. Target trying yeah. to get me to buy everything oh every gosh. day. Yeah, yeah, it's too much. I get like 85 emails every morning. I'm like, OK, I need to unsubscribe. <laughs> so I want to know the why. And when and how? When did, actually? When did Shop Rollick, or you just say Rollick, right? Yeah, I just say Rollick. I'm okay. at Shop Rollick everywhere, but it's just for consistency and for you know URL capabilities. <laughs> so when did Rollick start? What year? What month? So I actually launched it online. It was November of 2016. Well, wow. yeah, it was like literally like a day after the election. I was like, I really timed this poorly. <laughs> it was weird. Um, People are shopping for clothes now. Yeah, exactly. It was. It was like emotional shopping. It, it was, was real. Yeah. Okay, therapy. so November 2016, why? At that time, I mean, I was at, actually at a different full-time job. And so I had been there for, oh, probably like two and a half years and was really happy there. I had a boss I loved. She was great. And then... She decided to leave the company, and I got a new boss who wasn't so great. That's always scary. When yeah. That oh my gosh. Yeah, I took her for granted for sure while I had her. But yeah, he was just kind of that epitome of what I call like a kind of a corporate douchebag. He would just <laughs> I love you. Throw, yes. throw out like the buzzwords. He would just be like trying to. He would always say, "I'm empowering you, Kelly." To to take this and run with it when really he was just throwing all of his work on me. So oh it just became God. a pretty miserable situation. Um, and so, yeah, I just started like looking for new job opportunities in the Seattle area. Wow. Yeah. Everything I've ever done, like I went to school for apparel merchandising. I've worked at other retailers in Seattle. Um, so it's always been an apparel. So yeah, you know, I was looking at, there's only a limited amount of apparel companies yeah, in the city. Seattle but- isn't, unless you want to work for like Patagonia, you're, they're really, yeah. Oh, and they're not even, I'm sure based here. No, but, but like REI is, but Exactly. It's not... It's not fashion. It's not New York City. It's not LA. We don't have that kind of... even. It's like publishing and fashion. You just can't find it here. Yeah, exactly. it's tough. So yeah, I was going to interview after interview and I don't know if I'm just terrible at interviews or what the deal was, but I felt very qualified for all of the jobs and I was just getting like turned down time and time and again. It was so frustrating. And yeah, and every time I kind of came away from one of those interviews, I felt this kind of like kind of ickiness, like almost mean girlness that was going on. You said that in an email to me and you were like, for lack of a better word, mean girlness. I'm like, no, that is the word. Like that is the (laughs) best way to describe that kind of stuff where, so you felt like they were just, they were thought they were better than anyone. Yeah. And you know, I, I, didn't necessarily want to get into another situation where I was really yeah. unhappy at a full-time job. I was like, am I just going to be keep doing this rotation where it's Not like every fun. two years I'm just unhappy and have to move on and then I run out of companies because Seattle yeah. only has so many <laughs> right. and I love it here. But um, So you decided to just do it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. So basically I was like, you know what, if no one else is going to give me the job that I know I can do and that I want, I will try to make it myself and figure it out. So um, yeah, just started doing a lot of Googling and research. Uh, <laughs> I love as that. Everyone, everyone says that. <laughs> yeah. You got to start somewhere. And honestly, it's just, you can find basically anything on the internet. And since then I, you know, invested in more like courses that are more paid programs and have groups and things to help kind of guide you. But yeah, for those initial steps, group Google is the way to go. <laughs> so you, you've taken classes before. Yeah, my actual first step, like where I really committed to doing it, I paid for this program and I really recommend it to everybody. It's called um, My Own Irresistible Brand. And my it's Own like, Irresistible Brand. Yeah, it's called. It's like this branding course. It's like a six-week program where it really helps you kind of find your why for the business. Cool. And like helps you find who your dream customers are and how do you speak to them and just kind of this 
really in-depth process for really connecting to your brand as opposed to like just having an online boutique because those are kind of a dime a dozen. You know, I wanted to be sure that I had an actual message that goes along with everything. There are, like you said, there are a lot of online boutiques out there. So how do you try to show that you're different or pick me, shop with me? (laughs) What is the difference? Yeah. Also, as I was doing this like soul searching, going through this branding school, yeah, I really kind of found that like what sets me apart and what I'm passionate about is I'm just kind of weird and I really <laughs> and I was you not know, expecting you to say that. <laughs> just like going through all that interviewing process where I was like, I don't fit in with these people. They don't like me obviously. It's just this isn't working. And, you know, I've always been known to just kind of be enjoy a good pun as you've if you checked out the website you <laughs> yes. probably recognize. I just feel like in the fashion world there's so much like it girl mentality where it's there's a serious girl in size zero like looking really serious and cool and like oh we should all try to be just like her and I don't like that I think that you should be able to be yourself and wear things that make you feel like the hot mama that you are (laughs) and and yeah and just do you is kind of my tagline I just feel like that's what fashion is there for contribute to you as a person and not try to make you be the person that can wear those clothes so you have a part of shoprolic.com that has a blog specifically. Mm-hmm. So do you write all of those? I do. Yeah. <laughs> did you have something that was, or was did I just see that on Instagram? It was how to not be an it girl. Yes. Yes. That's so. Give me some of those tips off the top of your head. You don't have to go into all of it. Oh gosh. But. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty. It, it was basically kind of breaking down what an it girl is, okay. and kind of what that whole stereotype that they've created is, just in the fashion industry right. in general, I, I believe. But yeah, just to not be an icker. I mean, it just means to be your own damn unicorn and like a, sing karaoke and do the ugly dance moves and like <laughs> feel no regrets and no remorse for being so unap- unapologetically you. Kind of all there is to it really is just, you know, knowing yourself, knowing what makes you happy and surrounding yourself with those people and not try- aspiring. You know, it's so hard nowadays with social media to not get caught up in like wanting yeah. the lifestyle or the body or the family or whatever it is that other people have. I think it's important to take a step back, have a little gratitude for what you do have and also recognize that you are a badass boss babe in your own right and you you're, should own it. <laughs> well, and you're going to stand out by being yourself and not being like everyone else. Exactly. Just, I mean, it's almost yeah. like it's common sense. How are we all not just no- doing this? But for some reason, it's hard for us. And yeah. I love that you've built this brand around it. But I love also that you're so honest in your story. So I was going through your highlights. And one of the things you said was, I hate being on camera, but I want to show you this. <laughs> and it's it's normal to not want, like, to just be perfect at shooting the camera. So many people... Some people will come up to me and be like, you're so natural at that. And I'm like, because it is my job to talk. (laughs) The fact that I'm talking into my phone is no different than talking into a microphone for me. But someone who just launched a clothing brand, that's not their normal (laughs) job. So what tips do you have for people who are like, I really want to do a side hustle, but I don't want to put myself out there like that. Oh, yeah, man. It's, It's the biggest thing. And I feel like this has been such a growing process for me. Just somebody says it, just kicking fear in the face basically over and over and over again because clicking that submit button for that branding school was like $1,500. It was a huge investment for me. Um, But worth it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, no, it was totally a great value. That was a fear moment there. I was like, am I really committing to doing this? Okay, you just, you know, there's no going back basically. I mean, there is, but um, (laughs) but yeah. And it's, I mean, it's the same thing with like reaching out to somebody for a collaboration. I'm like, oh man, maybe they're too cool for me, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Yeah. What do you got to lose? And 
and yeah, I don't really enjoy being on camera, but <laughs> but it's the way that you can connect with people nowadays, and people really enjoy it. And you know, it's it uh, you just kind of gotta push yourself beyond those boundaries. And when you do, it's I got I read some quote that was like nothing great came from living in your comfort zone or something like it's that. True, you know, though. it's like well, you, you just made that one your own yeah. quote. If that's not what it is, <laughs> quote me, Kelly Jensen. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but seriously, it's like you really have to. Because it's so rewarding when you do do that and you push yourself beyond your, what you think your boundaries are. And then it pays in dividends. You know, it's it's totally worth it. It's funny you bro- that way you were talking about the not on camera thing. I had a meeting, man, God, I guess it was a year and a half ago with Hot Dress, Hot Mess. Do you, are you familiar with her? Yeah, She's Bailey. a blogger local to yeah. Seattle. Yeah, Bailey. So she was telling me something. I told her I appreciate that she goes on Instagram story and speaks because so many of these bloggers or women who were trying to launch their their brand or blog, they would just post pictures mm-hmm. and you never knew who they were. You had no connection. You don't even know what they sound like. Yeah. And it's so bizarre. And I told her that and she was like, thank you because I'm trying. I'm <laughs> trying to do that. And I thought it was amazing. And it may be kind of painful for you to do it, but the fact that people can actually hear you and see you automatically attaches them to your brand more Absolutely. because you're real. Yeah, it's I mean it's it's your personality, it's the way it shines through, you know, you can write as much as you want and take posed photos as much as you want, but like there's no real I mean, I guess you can hide behind a filter, but, <laughs> right, but not really as much hiding uh, in a video as there is everywhere else online. So, it's true. Yeah, I think that's why like I mean, this year in particular, I think live video is just going to be everything. Which is even more terrifying yep. to me. <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's what resonates with people. I think people truly are missing um, in this digital world just that kind of human interaction. And so having that kind of, you know, albeit through a phone, but mm-hmm. um, face to face interaction, it kind of helps people connect again. So you're married. Yeah. When you <laughs> went to your husband and said, I want to start an <laughs> online clothing store. How did that go? <laughs> he burst into tears. No, I'm just <laughs> no, I, I am honestly like the luckiest person in the whole freaking world because he, he believes in me more than I do myself. He was like, no, let's do it. Like, you totally got this. And that was like. That's amazing. Yeah. He. Yeah. I'm very fortunate because I know not everybody's in that situation. Well, so you have to put money out to it. Clearly, you just told us yeah. you invested in that branding course and there's way more things you obviously have to spend your own money on before you start making it and when you're married that involves (laughs) someone else (laughs) exactly yeah what's yours is mine right (laughs) and I mean truthfully he makes more money than I do so it was like it was definitely a conversation to have but um but yeah he believed in me then and he still does and he's like yeah definitely my biggest supporter and he sacrifices a lot for me to be able to do this so yeah I'm very fortunate have you you don't have to call them out or if you want to you can (laughs) but have you had any haters throughout this process you know not really surprisingly and happily I haven't really had any at least to my face I'm sure they're out there (laughs) um but I haven't really had anybody like tell me I couldn't do it or like what are you thinking this is stupid yeah I mean I think there's definitely people where you think that maybe they'll be more supportive and like gung-ho for you and you might see them kind of like you know you know they're watching everything you're doing but they're just not really helping or supporting you so that's kind of been a little bit of a makes me feel a little bit sad but at the same time it's like I'm not for everybody Rolex not for everybody it's like it's okay the people that I am right. for like love me or not, they'll not find love you. me they love you know they what, love what shop, they, yeah they love Rolex, they love Rolex yes. and what they get out of it so I just have to appreciate that and I'm really fortunate to not have people trying to drag me through the mud or anything do you how much time do you spend a week do you think working overall 
on Rollick. Mentally, just constantly. <laughs> it's it's just always on my mind. Get home at like 4.30 or something. I'll usually try to put in at least like two hours at wow. home at night. And, you know, even beyond that, like if we're not doing anything, like just sitting and watching Netflix, I am the worst TV watcher in the entire world because I'm either on my phone or on my laptop. Mm-hmm. Usually just also multitasking, quote unquote, even though I'm not really doing anything super productive but yeah so there's that and you know it depends on the week too like this last weekend I had a photo shoot so that kind of took up the better part of a day because I have to do that stuff on the weekends right Um, or or I'll do I've done quite a few pop-up shops or markets in this area too and that's you know a whole weekend day a whole day yeah (laughs) Yeah. where do you get the models from because I see all the and I say models because that's who they are in the photo but I don't mean for anyone listening like you don't have like these in models of like the it girl world. Yeah. I'm not talking about that. The people who are wearing your clothes on Instagram, who are they? Totally. Yeah. Well, so <laughs> if you look back to the very, very beginning of Relic, it was basically just friends. And they were <laughs> just like the most beautiful, loyal friends that That's you could amazing. ever ask for that, you know, I asked them if they would model for me and they didn't know what they were doing. I didn't know what I was doing, but because <laughs> I was photographing back then. And so they did that for me. And that was awesome. And now now I'm like hiring a photographer. I've been doing that for about a year now. I kind of found that it's a nice collaborative thing, actually, to work with a lot of the bloggers in Seattle because they want content and they yep. want professional photos and in cute clothes. <laughs> well, hopefully, yes. Um, and in that way, like I'll pay for the photographer hopefully they like the clothes enough where they're not embarrassed to post about them but then yeah then they get all the photo- photographs to use however they want have you been have you seen a good ROI from that type of yeah relationship? yeah I mean not only has it been great just for meeting new people mm-hmm. and you know really getting to connect with because it, it's just a whole community here the whole blogger community that I'm not necessarily a part of but I get to like participate in a little cool. bit but yeah so gotten that and then they're also just great models because they're familiar with being in front of a yeah. camera so they, you know, I don't have to be like, okay, now pose like this because I don't really they know, know that. How I they don't know. Even, I know. They, <laughs> they know a it. lot better than I do. So it's been great. Just, kind of, yeah, hopefully creating a win-win situation for everybody. And, you know, then they post. I've had a few of them, like, actually write blog posts with the cool. photos. And, you know, that's something that lives online forever. So I'll get clickbacks through that. It's just been a really great way. And, you know, I just love that for the most part, they're everyday girls. They're all different shapes and sizes and, you know, represent you and I, you know, they're just kind of not your typical model, quote unquote. <laughs> they, they, uh, they're real they people. Don't, yeah, exactly. I like to just show show the clothes on real people in real everyday kind of situations, even though you wouldn't be photographed every day. But well, you yeah, know what I mean. Know. Today, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you pick the clothes that go to shoprolic.com? My very first trip I took to go source product was down to Las Vegas for the Magic Trade yes. Show. And that's a pretty big one. Um, in the industry, it's one of the more overwhelming experiences of a lifetime, but it is, um, it's awesome. It's kind of like a one-stop shop, basically, for tons and tons of vendors. But it's also, I kind of described it once as, like, imagine just shopping through the clearance rack of Kohl's for, like, three days straight, nonstop. Oh <laughs> There's just so much crap that you have to sift through. I'm sure. Yeah, and so I, I try to be really picky and specific about what I bring in, uh, making sure that the fabrics are nice. Because if it's not comfortable, I don't want to wear it. They don't want to wear it. It's no. not worth it. I don't want things that are going to fall apart after one wash, you know. I want to be kind of like in a mid-range where, we're, you know, everything on our site's under $100. But it's still nice quality stuff that should hopefully last for a long time. And that is also really versatile to transition. And that's kind of like... 
my biggest thing now actually is making sure I'm picking products that are really versatile for women's lifestyles that are my dream customer. So they're going to their office job during the day or their mom's at home with their kids uh, and maybe they're going to like a market on the weekend yeah, or just all traveling over. around. It's tough to find something like that. Yeah, though, so. yeah. Th- but things that'll like transition through all those different activities and also through different phases of life almost because, I, I'll, you know, it's almost like a 50-50 between my customers being not moms and moms. <laughs> and so <laughs> finding things that like potentially you could wear through part of your maternity and, you know, if you're nursing or whatever, wow. you know, finding finding those little gems that will last with you for a long time. That's always my goal. Are you ever wearing something that you sell and someone's like, oh, cute shirt? And you're like, oh, it's this great website, shoprolic.com. <laughs> I am to an extent. I, I mean, I wear it all the time because I don't buy other clothes now. It's, kinda... well, it's, it's great for you because yeah. you are a walking billboard at that point. You get to see and feel the clothes and wear them and understand what it's like for the people buying it. And I'm sure you get it much cheaper. So yes, it's exactly. I told my husband, I'm like, we're saving money here. This is great. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in listening to your po- podcast, I've heard a few people saying how like it's really important for them to just keep telling people about their brands mm-hmm. and like, you know, just keep putting it out there over and over again. And that's something that I really need to work on because I'm not like the greatest advocate for myself. I don't like, not that I would consider it bragging, but you know, if someone says it's a cute shirt, I'd be like, oh my gosh, you should go to my website. It's this fabulous place.com. Well, that's the <laughs> place know? for you to be like, oh my God, thank you so much. I actually sell this. Yeah. For you to kind of be like, oh, not flabbergasted, but if you act like that. <laughs> I don't know if uh, Tatum talked about it on the uh, end of year review. Did yeah, she bring it on? Yeah. I can't, sometimes I don't know if we had the conversation on the podcast or in real life, <laughs> yeah. but she says that she's really bad at that. Yeah. And that her husband will do it and she will roll her eyes at him if he's like, oh, my wife has a magazine. And does your husband like brag about yes. that kind of stuff? Oh, yeah. See? it's the exact, Yeah. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, it's cool. It's no, and it's, I think it's also the mentality of a side hustler is right. that we, you know, like I'm not making my full time living off of this yet. And so. Yeah. I my, love that. though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but it's hard for me to like, it, you know, look at it like I'm an entrepreneur you and I'm to. totally killing it. But yeah, and it's, it's a mindset thing. And I'm ho- hopefully this is. This is the year I can finally like bring myself to realize that what I'm doing is pretty cool. You're going to go into work tomorrow, like kick down the door and be like, hey, everybody, guess what? I know. Well, and that's the thing, too, with the full time job. It's like they everybody there knows about it. And it actually helped me um, get my position there is because to show, hey, look what I do on my own. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of companies now they put that in their job description, like I want an entrepreneurial mindset or crazy. Yeah. So I got that. But it's hard to like go into like work and talk about what you're actually really passionate about on the side because you don't want them thinking that they don't want them threatened and yeah and that you're like not working hard at your day job because I definitely still am I'm you know I'm able to compartmentalize my which is uh, very hard yeah but yeah it's 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 kind of hard to to do both but I'm I'm working (laughs) so what is your app that is not Instagram that you love to use for your side hustle. Yes. Well, I actually was using it right before we got on the air when you <laughs> told me to upload the discount code. I put a, ta- or a note in there. Um, it's called Asana. Asana. Yes. Can you spell that for us? Yeah, it's A-S-A-N-A. Okay. <laughs> I was in a few spelling bees when growing up. I great. love it. <laughs> me too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's an amazing like task management app and it's both on the computer and on your phone. And so you can view it in like a calendar view or you can view it as just like a list and oh, you can I have different this. projects that have like multiple subtasks for it. So like let's say you wanted to do like your February 1st 
podcast. You could create a, a project for that and then have all these tasks within it. Like oh, I need to I contact like so and so, and then you can put all of like the descriptions, and you can even later like if you have like a team, you can have people assigned to different tasks and put dates on them. Cool. So I was going to say, amazing. why not use Apple? Reminders, or yeah. lit list because you have an iPhone. I can see it. <laughs> yeah, and well, so I, I mean, I still have a calendar where, and that's more for me meetings and things that I need where I need to be and like reserve that time. But yeah, having this kind of calendarized to do list is really helpful for me. Just with the limited amount of time that I have, I can't to wait to also, download it. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're gonna love it. And I, uh, other, there's another one out there called Trello. Yes, I've people, heard of Trello. Yeah, and it's a little bit more like visual. But it almost started feeling too cluttered for me. So Asana, it's it's my jam. Wow. <laughs> Thank you. Because I, yes. I haven't heard of something like that in a while. Yeah. Okay, so you brought me a gift. I want to open it up on the podcast. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Um, let's see. <laughs> okay, so actually, this is awesome. I'm glad you did this. You've got a white shopping bag that <laughs> has a R sticker on it, which is your logo for yeah. Rolex. <laughs> Was this something you bought in the beginning? Um, so it's kind of been, you know, a work in progress. I didn't really need any shopping bags or anything, just right, being online, online only. But um, but like I said, I've been doing a lot more like pop-up shops and markets and things. And so having to have something for people to take <laughs> items with and them. And this tissue paper, is this like you use the same tissue paper when you're mailing things? Yeah. And I love it. It's yeah. cute. Okay, what do I have? I'm so excited. Oh, okay. I won't read the note on the air. Oh my God, stop. This is a shirt with martini, dirty martinis all over it. I love it. I don't know it. if you're a martini gal, but I figured, you know. I'm an alcohol gal. So okay, perfect. I love that you came in here and you said, I picked out something that I thought would perfectly be for you. Oh my gosh, yeah. So now I don't know if this is a good thing or a bad thing that you picked this, but people can shop with a discount code, which is awesome. It is code Carla Marie. You're doing 20% off. Yes. Well, you reminded yourself to set it in yes. your app. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> you can go to shoprolic.com. It's R-O-L-L-I-C-K. Or on Instagram, it's at shoprolic. Follow Kelly. Support Kelly. This is amazing. Thank you for coming <laughs> in. I love your story. I love that it stemmed from something, I don't want to say bad, but it stemmed <laughs> from you being like, you know what? I'm going to do it on my own. You keep telling me no. I'm going to do it. Heck so yeah. Just break down those walls and keep on keep on doing you. Thank you, Kelly. Thanks for coming in. <laughs> of course. Cheers. Thank you so much for listening to Side Hustlers and Kelly's story. I appreciate you listening every week and for supporting the incredible people on this podcast. Your support doesn't go unnoticed. I hear from every single Side Hustler that you followed, liked, commented, or shopped from them. So thank you. And as always, if you can rate, review, and share this podcast, I'd appreciate it. Sometimes everyone's a know-it-all about working out. So why not listen to some real experts? Join Anthony every Wednesday for Workout Wednesday. Celebrity coaches, diet experts, professional athletes, and more. Available worldwide on the iHeartRadio app. It's brand new season two. I'm Marissa Thalberg. And I'm Stephen Wolf Bededa. And we're excited to be back having bigger, bolder, and always real conversations. Straight from the C-suite front lines of marketing, media, and more. We have great friends joining from people you may know, like Wilmer Valderrama and Bobby Burke. And people you'll want to know. So grab a coffee or, hey, even an Aperol Spritz and come join us on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Listen to brand new on the iHeart Radio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. 
And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi. I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from The Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.